Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. Good job, buddy. So I, I, I got a story. I got a couple stories. I would like to sharing stories with you guys. Uh, one, last, the reason why I wasn't here last week is I was fishing with my, oh, this is so brutal too. I was fishing with my boys, which is not brutal. I love fishing with my boys and, and, uh, we've got nothing like not a, not a sniff, not even a bump on the rod. I get a, uh, a, a video sent to me yesterday afternoon with a bunch of ladies that I know that go 76 fish that day. <laughs> same lake, exact same lake. Same bait because I tell them what bait to use, and I was like, "Oh, it would end, and and yeah, and they, in the video they got a big, they got a, a, a ice fishing tent, so it's probably, I would say roughly like from this ed- edge to here, but square, right? And all of them, all it is, is just a squirming mass of fish on there coming out of their out of the fishing holes, and they're like, Steve, I'm like, shut up. I couldn't believe it. I told my son uh, this morning, he's like, oh, dad, you've got to be kidding me. It was brutal. So anyhow, another story I keep meaning to tell you too. Uh, 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 November, November, went to David's favorite place, Disneyland, with my, uh, uh, that's sarcasm, in case you don't know his opinions on Disneyland. And, and, and so <laughs> we landed and we got to our hotel. We got there uh, early and we go sit to the, the, what do you call the guy, the bellhop guy, and he's like, hey, was there any good mall, any good malls around? And he goes, oh, yeah, there's, you know, there's malls over the west, that's great, you go, or you can go down south, south Anaheim, we're in Anaheim, just so everybody knows. You get to go to this mall, south Anaheim, and you give it, it's Santa Maria Mall. And I'm like, he says, it's huge, and my wife's like, sweet, that's the mall we got to go, it's like three levels of, mall, of malls, and we, and so we Uber, and we get there, and there's nobody there. Like nobody, especially nobody looks like Steve. It was it was uh, 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 the Latino area of Anaheim, and and I in my past I used to like a lot of Western stuff. I used to do uh, rodeo sports, and I see this Western store. It says Jose's, but I'm like I got my my youngest son Joe is with me. I'm look, it's Joe's, and I'm like oh I'm an idiot. But so I walk in there and I'm looking at everything is is Mexican, you know, uh, red, white, and green flags everywhere, and that's cool because I think it's some of that stuff's pretty cool, right? And they got these cool boots in there, and the lady looks at me, she goes, "What?" <laughs> she says, "What are you doing here?" I swear, and and I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I doing here?" She goes, "Can I help you?" And that was it, right? And so I I, I like so nothing clearly in that store. I, I walked out of the store. So we, I walked down the store some more, and, and, and it was the weirdest thing because there was literally nobody in this, like nobody in the wall, mall but people that worked there. And so my wife, who's like a professional shopper, and there's three levels of malls found nothing. And she's like, Ugh. she's sitting on the chair, and she's bummed. She's got nothing. I got a wicked pair of vans. They were uh, 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 fleece-lined vans. And yeah, I know, super cozy. I almost brought him today. But so anyhow, so I'm sitting with my wife, and and and, and I said, "Where's Joe?" 
She goes, oh, he went to go look at some skater store or some store that had some, I don't know, some interest of him. He's a 19-year-old man. So I said, okay, I'm going to go look for Joe. So I looked, walked down the mall. I see Joe talking to this fella. And my son is a sweet kid, and he's pretty much an innocent kid. And I could see this guy talking to him, and he's, and he's very animated, and Joe's, Joe's listening. And I can see Joey's intent, like, but Joey's also doing this. He's kind of slumped over, and he's tall. He's like 6'2", and he's slumped over, and he's listening to the guy. And I'm like, something doesn't seem right, because he normally he's very upright. I'm like, so the guy, I walk up to him. He's like, hey, Joe. He goes, Joe, this is, uh, I don't know, Jeff. We'll call him Jeff. He says, this is Jeff. I said, hey, Jeff, what's on? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, I said, I'm, I'm, by the way, Jeff, I'm just Joe's dad. Is there anything I can help you with? He goes, yeah. Your son was just about to give me some money. I'm like, what? what why would he give you money? He says, well, you know, I, I'm down on my luck. I need some money. And I look at my son, and, and I'm like, Joe, how did you get yourself into this? He goes, I don't know, Dad. Go to your mom now. So, you <laughs> so he books it to his mom. He's like, bye, Dad. He's like, Phew gone like I'm not even kidding you before I could even get the sentence out go to your mom now he was gone and he goes what the guy now the Jeff is ticked at me he goes what are you doing dude he says this guy was gonna give me money I'm telling you right now Jeff my son's a nice boy he wasn't gonna give you any money he's scared you freaked him out what can I do to help you Jeff well I really like some money my girlfriend over there I mean, that 80 year old lady is your girlfriend over there Jeff you came in with her yeah yep he didn't clearly and 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 so he says, we've been living out on the streets. You and that 80-year-old lady have been living out on the streets. Yeah, yeah, we've been living out on the streets. Okay, Jeff, well, how about if I just get you food? No, I really need money. I said, Jeff, there's famous Amos. Let's go get some chocolate chip cookies. No, I want money. Your kid was going to give me money. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, Jeff, it's cookies or nothing. Beat it, one or the other. And he's like, I'll take cookies. I'll take cookies. So we get into, as we're walking to the Apple Bay, I said, Jeff, I want you to know, I know a fine group of men at SNL, and it's called Hope for Freedom. And I said, I've been volunteering for years. It's a recovery program, and we share Jesus with them, with everybody. We tell, tell the story of Jesus. And he looked at me and he went, oh. <laughs> I swear he did that. He's like, oh. Because now he felt guilty that he was trying to rip me off. And I know he felt guilty because, it was on, because he stopped right away. He's like, oh, you share Jesus with people? I said, yes, Jeff, do you know Jesus? He goes, yes, I know Jesus. I said, Jeff, what is, what's, what's going on? I said, what, what is, what's your addiction? Nothing. I said, Jeff, I'm not an idiot. What is your addiction? Well, you know, meth and, 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 and alcohol. I said, Jeff, I don't, I'm just asking because I want to pray for you. It's not that I care. Because just gentlemen, because I, I see new faces. I don't remotely care what you did or, or have done in the past. This place, when I talk to you, or when anybody talks to you, we don't care. We just want to share the love of Jesus with you. And, 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 and so I'm telling this guy, and he's like, <laughs> it's pretty funny, because he's trying to say, he's still, still trying to scam me for more cookies too, right? And, I, and, and, and so I'm like, Jeff, I said, all I, and I could see as soon as I said, all I want to do is share Jesus. And his, 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 because he was trying to be kind of intimidating. He was a taller kid. And he's trying to be a little intimidating, and I'm like, just sitting in my head, Jesus, 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 give me the right words, right? And, I'm, and, then, it's, and then, so we go to the famous Amos, and the lady was not impressed with my company, right? And she looked at Jeff, and she was like, what do you want? I said, my friend Jeff would like some cookies. I said, Jeff, how about four cookies? He looks at me, he goes, how about six cookies? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
how about four cookies, Jeff? And I'll let you pick whichever ones you want. And he says, because there was one, actually, it said, it said uh, you know, you get two for the price of one or something ridiculous, right? And I said, I don't care if you want to buy the cheap cookies or the expensive cookies, but I'm not giving you any money. He says, okay, okay. So he goes, I'll take four of those. Perfect. So later on, she says, what do you want me to do? With them? I said, just put them in a bag. We'll give them to Jeff. And Jeff goes, and I would like, Jeff, I said, four cookies. <laughs> and then, and so he walks over to me, gives me a fist bump, and phew, gone. He couldn't get out of there fast enough. Because I said, have a great day, Jeff. And then, so that was, that was pretty funny. That was, my, that was my first day in, in Disneyland. So I walked back to my, or not even Disneyland, Anaheim. And I walked back to my son. I'm like, what? What's going on there? Why would you tell the guy you're going to give him money? He goes, oh, Dad, I just felt so bad. And I said, I, I could see that he had felt bad. And, 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 and he was slumped over, and he was just, Joey was, he's a very compassionate kid. <laughs> and fast forward to uh, just, just, just the other day, uh, Boxing Day. So I have a friend who's homeless. I have a friend who's homeless, and I've been checking on him. I've been checking on him since, since summer. He's gone through Hilland. And, and, and I I'm not really going to use his name, but he, he, he's, he's currently living down by Tent City in, 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 in Abbotsford. So I check, and his sister's caught. I don't know how his sister even contacted me, but she, or knew to, knew to contact me, but she contacted me through Facebook Messenger. Hey, Steve, I, I, I noticed that, oh, I know what it was, because I had contact and wished him happy birthday, but he has no phone. That's another story. Anyhow, so as a result of meeting him, uh, I found him. I just, I literally drove up, you guys. I'm not even kidding. I drove up, and like, anybody seen Steph? He's, yeah, he's right there. And so, sure enough, Steph turns around. Hey, pastor! And I'm, which I'm not a pastor, by the way, guys. I'm just Steve. And, 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 and he, he goes, pastor! And he screams at me, and I'm like, hey, howdy, howdy, buddy, how you doing? And he's got a burger hanging out of his lips, because he's at behind the Menon, Mennonites uh, thrift store in Abbotsford. He goes, Steve, I really want you to meet somebody. I really want you to meet somebody. And this was in the summer. And I'm sorry this is a long story, but it's a great story because I really like, so, so, and I believe God was in this whole thing. So, so, so he goes, Steve, I want you to meet Emily. She's a little tiny French-Canadian lady, and she's, but she's kind of uh, 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 an Italian last name. And she turns out she used to be part of the Canadian women's soccer team. Yeah, and she's a spitfire, or firecracker, not spitfire, firecracker. She's just like, in there, and she believes she's doing something for God, or she's she's on a mission. She says, "Steve, I'm on a mission," and she had this great big bandage on her on her on her arm. And what had happened was that she she uh, she she fell asleep, and and she had, but she had a candle going, and she just finished uh, she had just finished uh, taking the nail polish off her off her fingernails, and the acetone bottle was open, and it ignited and whoo, and lit her tent on fire. And, and that spring of last year, she was at VGH and had skin grafts and everything. And so she still was suffering in August from the skin grafts and living that life in the streets, which is not the most sanitary, as I don't have to tell anybody, but it's not. And, and, but the sweetest human being. And Emily started drinking because her, 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 the father of her son committed suicide. And just before that, her daughter had committed suicide. And, and, and so now, now when I go look for Steph, I also look for Emily. And, and, and I thought, Boxing Day, I'm going to, uh, whenever I go to Cabela's, this is part of my route, sorry, I just, literally just could see my loogie fly across the light. That was disgusting. And, and whenever I go to Cabela's, guys, if you know what Cabela's is, it's cool, right? And I would go to, I'd always tell my wife, when I'm in, and she knows now, when I go to Cabela's, I also go to Tent City. And in the summer, I would bring watermelon. In the winter, I bring 
actually, I met a bunch of ladies. That's another story. But I met a bunch of ladies with, who, who give underwear and socks to the people of Tent City. So I pull over with Joey, and because we had gone to Boxing Day to see if we could get any cool, cool ammo deals. I don't know, we're hillbillies. But the, so there's Emily standing, leaning against the Salvation Army, and I, and I barely recognize her. She's half the size of what she is. She's got uh, long johns on and little teeny tiny shorts. And I'm like, Emily, do you, are you warm? Yeah, Steve, I'm warm, I'm warm. Emily, let's go buy you some pants. She said, nope, nope, I don't need pants. I said, Emily, I can go to Save uh, Value Village. We'll get you pants right now, make you cozy. No, Steve, I don't. She says, I got to tell you something, though. And she starts to cry. And she had Narcan two people that morning. And this is truly what Emily feels that she's there for. She's there to take care of the homeless people because she has nothing. No, but she's a, she's a mothering person. And so she, she stays in social housing, uh, couldn't be more opposite end of Tent City because I drove her home that, that morning. And she says, Steve, I narcaned a, a young man this morning. He tried to kill himself and because he, it was Christmas and he was alone and he just overdosed purposely. So she, she carries the locks. She's got bags of, uh, car, well, not bags, but uh, cartons of naloxone. Non, my tongue's drying up. Naloxone? Am I saying it right? You guys know what I'm talking about. And so she, she nuked that guy, boom, came, he came, and, and, and off he goes to the hospital. A couple hours later, she nukes another guy. Girl, gets her, and, and, and she's alive. But, and, and, and Emily's just surrounded by sadness and misery. I'm like, Emily, sweetheart, I, I'm sorry, I called her sweetheart, because I just feel nothing, but I just want to hug her, and I do. Every time I see her, and I just hug her, and, and she's such a tiny little lady. And, and, and my son, I said, Emily, I'd like you to meet my son, Joey. And Joey's like, hi, Emily. And, and you know, normally, normally my, 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 Joey, my Joey, Joey is very, he's not shy, but he's also, he's, he's just, he's nervous because he's never been down to Tent City. He's never met people. He's never been in that situation, gentlemen, is what I'm trying to say. And so Emily comes over and goes, and, you know, she, she's very, she shakes Joey's hand. I said, Emily, let's get in the back seat. We'll give you a ride. And I, I'll turn to, my wife's got a fancy car that even the back seats heat up. So I said, Emily, boom, there you go. I said, you can have a warm bum. And she's like, thank you, Steve, thank you. And she, she, so she, she, uh, she, she gets out, and, and uh, I take her home, and she gives Joey a hug, and she gives him, I think she even kissed him. And then I give em, Emily a hug, and, 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 and I drop, and I said, Emily, is there anything you need? She goes, no, no, no. And, and, and I worry because, I, I, because of her being a woman, too. And she was telling me about the things that happened to other ladies down there and, and some of the needs that ladies need while they're there. So I'm like, I asked her, do you need me to get in? Do you need any supplies? He said, no, no, the house has it and takes care of it. I'm like, okay. And so I, my son, and I'm saying this because I, 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 my son sees you guys at church. And, and he's been seeing, my family has seen you guys for years and years. And, and, and gentlemen, you've made an impact. You've made an impact. No matter what you may think or how you feel about yourself, and when you come to this church, you make an impact. You've made. I've. I've I saw. I've seen. Saw Mike, and he said five years ago you were here. Was it Mike? And so I remember talking to Mike five years ago, and so sorry. I got a hair right in the corner of my eye. There it is. And 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 so there's got to be six or seven years. Six six years for sure, David. We've been. I've been doing this. Something like that. And I'm telling you, gentlemen, if you don't think if you were to ever walk away from Helen again, 
and think, I've made no difference in anybody's life. You have. You absolutely have. You have made a difference for compassion. You have made a difference in love and how people love people. You gentlemen are worthy of love. Whether you, and, and, and you give love when, when people see you. When my family sees you, they're like, oh, Steve. They just want to give love on you, gentlemen. And oh, ladies, but you're, you're, that, you already know how they feel about you and you. But and, 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 and it's, I, I, just, I just want you to understand for real that if you were to ever leave this place tomorrow, God forbid, and you're alone, there is a family that truly loves you. There's a boy, a teenage boy who doesn't go around loving people who loves you. There's an old man, oldish, who loves you too. So i sorry, that was my sermon before the sermon, but I wanted to just share that with you because it, he, we got home and he just started crying. He just was sobbing. And, and I knew he was, he was out of sorts. And I think I told you a little bit about this, David. And I go upstairs to his room and he's just crying. And I mean, crying like snotty, gross cry, right? He's like, Dad, there's just so much meanness in this world. And I said, well, thank God there's God because he is love. He goes, yes, Dad, I get that. But how do I, as one man or one young man, share my love with people or understand, understand that you are loved? I said, "You, Joey, you just be you. You just be who God has given you to be. So, sorry, that was my, I got asked the band to come up now almost, but that, I just wanted to share that with you guys for real. Because I, I, I know it's tough. I really know it's tough. Because I've been in the same shoes as you fellas. I really have. And through the grace of God, I've been able to, I've been married 34 years. And, and, I, and my wife's never seen, never been in a, in a situation where she's had to worry because of my, whatever I had going on. So, now that the first sermon's out of the way, I, I'm going to read out of Luke 3 and get a drink of water. That was gross. You didn't need to have that right up by the microphone, did you? Okay, so you, you got it up there? Uh, now it was the fifth year of the reign of Tiberius, and you know what I had to do? Here's a good hint to you guys. You know that, that Bible app? David helped me on this one too. I don't know why I never thought about doing it. You hit play. And the, the, the Holy Bible app will read to you at night if you can keep your phone at night or during the day. And it also helps you pronounce these people's names. So, the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor, Pont Pontius Pilate, was a governor over Judea. Herod of Antipas was a ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was a ruler over, see, I didn't listen close enough to this one, Ituria and Trachonitis. Trachonitis, come on. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm going to say this one, and I, you know what? I, I saw this, and I could just hear you guys smirking as I'm going to say this one. Lysanus was the ruler over, right? <laughs> was the ruler over Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were high priests. At this time, at this time, a message from God came to the son, uh, sorry, came to John, son of Zechariah who was living in the wilderness. And I wanted to go over this, because I, I, again, I've said this about a thousand times, I'm going to say it again, but I do my little study of this. It's cool, because I get to see a little, little bit more than I normally do when I just read. So, if you were to actually go into history, the you know, history books, 
I know you're supposed to believe the Bible is what it is and what it is, but history also backs up what the Bible is what it is. These men were all into together. You can look in, in, into Roman, Roman history. You can look into uh, Jewish history where An Annas and Caiaphas, all these people were together despite, I mean, as well as what the Bible says. Not despite, that's not the word to use. But the, so this is, this is uh, I don't know if you guys remember, some of you guys are new faces, but it, Luke was the guy to cheat off in school because he had good notes. Mark was more like me. He has every detail and he backs up his details with time and place. So I just wanted to share that. If you ever doubt what this, if this, this story, here's, there's the truth to it. And, and actually, archaeology backs it up as well. So I'll get back to where I was supposed to be. Then John went, oh, sorry. At this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place, both sides of the Jordan, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had, a, had to repent of their sins and turn to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him, the valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills will be made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places will be made smooth. Then all will see the salvation is sent from God. And, and, and I wanted to, to, to uh, read this too about repent of their sins. And it's not, and we always hear, I know you always hear, uh, especially you see the guys on TV screaming about repent of your sins, right? Repent of what you're doing. Repent is more than just, I keep spitting, that's so gross. And the, the repent, repent of your sins is more than just what you feel in your heart. It's how you conduct yourself through the day too, right? And how you're doing, you're not, you're not carrying out the same old actions that you've done. You repented, you've changed your ways. It's, it, it's, 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 an act, it's more than just an action word. And, and, and John my mother-in-law taught me about this word, the forerunners. She always, I don't know what about her. She was, sorry, mom. She's always about forerunners in the Bible. She's very keyed in on the forerunners. So for those of you who don't know, verse 4 here, he's shouting, shouting in the wilderness. John was a forerunner for Jesus. And a forerunner is a person who's sent in advance to announce the coming of someone to follow him. And the crowds came to John for the baptism, he said. You, and this is, and just, just so you understand, if, if, you, if you have never heard the description of what John looked like. So these people are coming to listen to John. He'd been living in the wilderness for some time since he was a young man. And he, he's dressed in, in cam, not camel hair, like a nice jacket or suit. He's got camel skins, camel skins on him. And the man is, is eating honey, which sounds pretty good, but he's also eating locusts. And have you ever seen a locust? Uh, has anybody seen? Yeah. You see what they, how big they are? Yeah. Gross. They're like this big. They're like that big. Uh, uh, was it? A couple of years ago, we were in Mexico, and the guy fed me some, some crickets. He had a pile of ants and a pile of crickets. I don't recommend a pile of ants because it tastes as bad as they smelled. Uh, the crickets were good. The crickets were yummy, actually. I could eat those. But, but I'm not kidding you. They're... they're I don't want to give you my finger, but they, they're thick as fat. The locusts are thick and fat as my finger, and they're long. They're long. And so you got this guy standing in the wilderness, screaming, covered in, 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 in camel skins, and his breath reeks of, of locust guts. And he says to you, says to him, he says, when the crowds came to John 
He says, you brood of snakes, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented, exactly what I was talking about earlier, of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe because we're descendants of, of, of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of these trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce fruit will be chopped down and into the fire. And, and he's saying here too is that uh, don't rely on grandma who goes to church every Saturday to make sure that we're going to bring you into heaven. It's not grandma. My wife's got the sweetest grandmother. And she, if anybody was going to bring you in, she'd bring you all in. And, and, and it's not grandma. It's a salvation that, that we, we have to believe in Jesus and believe in the cross. It's more than just, just it's, 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 you can't go on. He's telling him, he says, you can't rely on your descendants. It's, you must reach to God for your salvation. And the crowd asks, what should we do? What should we do? And John replied, you have, if this, pay attention to this. This is kind of cool, too, because I, I says, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax, tax collectors came to be baptized. I don't know if you know the first book of Matthew. He was a tax collector. And Jesus said, you, come with me. And even the, even the corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, teacher, what should we do? And if you didn't know, if you don't know, what the tax collector would do is go up to poor Alice and say, Allison, I need 10% of your taxes, but if he could get 12 or 15% more, he could keep whatever he wanted. He was commissioned to take only what Rome wanted, but he was also told, hey, if you can get more, you can get more. So that's why they were, that's why they were uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Who is that back there? Yeah. You, you need to be with me from now on. And, 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 and the same as he says, even the tax collectors came to be baptized. And teacher, what should we do? He's like, be honest. It's that easy. Be honest. Collect no more taxes than the government requires. What should we do, the soldiers say? And, and I can only imagine... These guys are, you know, they're, they're soldiers. They're men with, armed with everything to kill. And they're in, 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 in Jerusalem, or sorry, in, in Israel. And, and John says, don't extort money or make false accusations. Be content with your pay. Again, be honest. Don't be mean to people. It's, and, it, and it seems so ridiculous and so simple. Don't be mean. Don't, don't, extort, don't take what... Don't take what isn't yours. And so everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered the question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie his straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat and the wit with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn and burning the chaff with a never-ending fire. And I love this. And, and, and I love that he says this. And, and I, I also, I like that, that John is completely humble about this. No, 
I'm just John. I'm just the guy screaming in the bushes saying, Jesus is coming. I'm not worthy of who you think I am. The man who's coming, the Lord who is coming, the Lord who's coming to separate the chaff from the wheat, to divide the, tr- the, the lies from the truth, is coming. And I find, and I find this amazing, too, because you hear, you read the verse, he's, he's, because you see later on, and you will see later on, that when, when the Pharisees and other people, and with their, with their traditions that were, Jesus is like, no, he, he's a no-nonsense guy. You are doing things that make no sense. You are lying to the people. You, the greatest commandment is to love God as you love your, love your neighbors as you love yourself and to love God with all your heart. And then, sorry, I'm going to keep. John publicly criticized. This, this was not a smooth move on John's part, but I gotta tell, I'm going to read it to you anyhow. It, John also public, publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias. See there, this is what the Bible app is helpful for. Herodias, his brother's wife. His brother's wife. He married his brother's wife. Just think about that one for a second, boys. And for many other wrong things he had done. So Herod put John in prison, of course, because that's what you do when you do something wrong. You don't look at yourself. It's his fault for pointing it out, right? And it didn't go well for him in the end. One day, one day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice said to, from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. And I tell you, as a, de- as, as, as a, as a man who had never had a great dad, He's saying that about all of us too, by the way, you guys. For all of us who never said that we, they never heard that you are loved or worthy of love, and ladies who are listening too. You are my dearly beloved son, and I love you. Understand that. Don't, if anybody says, if anything comes into your head and says, that can't be true, because I have done too much, I am not the greatest person in the world, and I don't deserve this love. I have stupid thoughts. I have bad thoughts. I have done bad things. You are loved and forgiven 100%. And the part that I love about this is all in one spot, God is talking to his Father, his heavenly Father our heavenly father and the holy spirit descends on him in the form of a dove and god the three are all right there that moment and, and it's you are my dearly beloved son and you bring me great joy and and the band can come up now and 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 no matter what, no matter what we have done, if we reach out to him and say, I believe you, Father, and I, I keep spitting. Thank you, Father, for loving me. Nothing brings him more great joy. And I can tell you as a dad, when my children come to me with everything and anything, I just want to hug them and hold them and say, thank you for coming to me. I love you. And, and, and our Heavenly Father is no different. 
So, <laughs> thank you, baby Jesus. Nice, nice, nice boys. So, I, I was looking, I don't know, it always happens when it's my turn to do the, well, I don't know, it happens with Dave's turn, I don't know, but it could happen, easy with the jackets, nobody's going anywhere yet, boys. Steady, steady. That makes me want to go longer when I see the jackets go on. So, here's the thing, whenever I, 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 I love coming up here. I love coming up here. I love coming here and, and having the opportunity to dive into my Bible and figure out things and get to the bottom of things. And, 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 and through when that happens, I truly believe that God also sends other things to me. And I was watching, I was watching, there's this guy, and of all people, a Navy SEAL, this guy's name's Jocko. I don't know if you know, I've ever seen him. He's a massive mountain of a human being. And he's talking about when things go wrong, he goes, good good it's an opportunity to learn something good and i've changed it to mine because of my lord love me good because of my salvation good i was alone good i am no longer alone because my lord loves me i've made mistakes i'm still alive to talk about it good i'm still breathing better than good I fell but I can get up good I'm confused I don't have any direction good I have a compass I'm exhausted if you can breathe you can call out God's name if you want to be a better person good you have an advocate for the rest of your life, the Holy Spirit. Good. Bow your heads, everybody. I just want to take a moment. If, nobody, if there's somebody here who hasn't given their life to Christ, raise your hand and if you want to take that moment, thank you. Put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, so much. Thank you for this hand. The Lord is smiling, my good son. There's a celebration for this one soul. For every soul that's sitting in this church tonight, there's a celebration. Because before we were sitting in these seats, we were not in a good place. Thank you for the miracle of your love, Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving us despite how we feel we don't deserve to be loved. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for, for being our compass. Thank you for being our guide, Holy Spirit. And thank you for being our advocate. Thank you for being our benchmark of what is good and bad. Thank you for being our benchmark of what a man should be and a woman should be. And how a man should treat a woman and how a man should be a good father, a good brother, cousin, friend. And same for, the, same for the ladies. It's been a tough week. And I thank you, Jesus, that you have not left me during this tough week. It's been a tough week for all of us. And I thank you, Jesus, for, for allowing us just to lean on you. I thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for never turning your back on me, going, Steve, stop it with your problems. 
I want to hear it all, my son. And I thank you, Jesus, and I pray a blessing over each and every person here tonight as we send them on their way. In your precious name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.